Writer Media Group original. You're listening to Your Day Brighter, real reasons to have hope in this world. I'm Tracy Tiernan, and uh, boy, I'm talking to a lady who is about bringing hope to this world through her music, through her heart, through her story, Tasha Layton. Tasha, I'm so delighted to, to talk with you, and we're going to get to see you in person in a couple of weeks. You're coming to town. Yes, I'm coming May 2nd uh, for a Youth for Christ event, which I'm so excited about. And so, um, yeah, it's it's going to be amazing. I, I think any way we can support young people right now and the world we're living in, uh, we should. I'm sure that artists get asked to do a lot of different things. And so you have to be discerning about where you give your time, talent, treasure, and, and all of this. And I understand that you have a real connection, a real heart for young people. And I, I heard a little bit of a story. I wondered if you wouldn't mind sharing it with us, because I know um, that this is something that's on our hearts as well. And that is um, young people who have been victimized um, via human trafficking. Um, and you have a personal story of getting to know someone and being and becoming yes. a part of her story. Can you share that with us? Yeah. So, you know, I am in a small group in my church and uh, my husband and I and our family uh, have been part of this small group for uh, many years. And one of the, the guys in our small group uh, reached out to me one day and said, you know, I have this friend that I met and I think it would be really great for you guys to walk alongside one another in life for a little bit because she's wanting to take her life mm-hmm. and uh, considering sort of my own past history of depression and a suicide attempt uh, he thought it, it would be a good match and so I got to know her and the more I got to know her the more I realized where she was coming from I I had no idea that she had been trafficked by her family when she was four years old mm. and she was rescued when she was 34 and the FBI said it was one of the worst cases they'd ever seen. And so um, I was talking with her and the more I learned of her story, the more I was just heartbroken for her. And I walked into a writing session kind of during this season and we uh, were supposed to write sort of an up-tempo song for the record. And I walked in and I had just talked to her and I just couldn't write that song that day. I was just like, Mm. I just, heard from her I'm emotional she's emotional (laughs) I'm just like I cannot write an up-tempo happy song right now and so we ended up writing a song for her called Braveheart and I thought at the end of the session man that would be so cool to send it to her but it just didn't seem appropriate yet and Mm -hmm. the timing just didn't seem right and so I sat on it for months and then our mutual friend reached out he said hey have you heard from her and I said no and he said well no one has for a few days she's been missing, which is in her case, a great cause for concern because her captors are actually still looking for her. And so um, she's with a guardian family that the state put her with much like a foster child is put with a foster family. And um, because she had never used money, she'd never, she never knew her age. She never learned how to drive. She had never been to a grocery store, anything like that. And so um, she has a family who kind of helps her out. And so long story short, She's in ICU because turns out she was doing laundry in a basement somewhere and had had a seizure mm. and no one found her for a few days. And she has seizures because she was beaten most of her life oh when she gosh. was trafficked. And so um, anyway, we found out about it and I said, Keith, Keith's my husband. I, I was like, it's time to send her the song. And so 
I, we sent her the song with a prayer from our small group, and her guardian family played it for her because the doctors wanted to pull the plug. They they said there was no more brain activity, and wow. it was time. Wow. And so they played her the song and the prayer, and she shed a tear, and the doctor was like, well, there's something happening now. My and so um, they kept playing the song over and over. They just filled the room with the song over and over and over, and that night she woke up. <laughs> and uh, it was just an incredible oh. story of, of God using something uh, that he had provided months before. Um, mm. It's just a lesson in saying yes. You know, when you feel that nudge, mm. just say yes, because you don't, you don't know the outcome. You don't know what God is doing. You don't have his perspective. And so he, he says in scripture, you know, my ways are higher than right. your ways. My ways are, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And right. So, I think it's just really important to pay attention to those um, nudges of the Holy Spirit, that still small voice that says, hey, why don't you call that person or, hey, say hello to that person or give that person some money on the side of the street or whatever it is. You know, I, I think it's just important to pay attention. Oh my gosh, thank you for that beautiful word, Tasha. That That is something that uh, every single one of us will be invited into. You know, when we when we yeah. become a follower of Jesus, guess what? We're part of the plan. We're part of how That's he's right. going to be bringing this kingdom of heaven to earth. That's right. We are his hands and feet. And there will be invitations and there will be nudges and there will be that still small voice. I fear that we live in a, a culture and a time where there's so many things that distract us from it, though. You know, it's, I mean, that sounds almost cliche to say, but it's for real. Like if we don't guard this precious thing that God has given us, like our time (laughs) and our mind, we're just giving it away to things that don't deserve it. Um, How do you cultivate your heart and your ears to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit? I mean, is there any spiritual practices? Do you have any rules? What do you do? I definitely... I, I, there are some things I definitely do, and I, I think all the more uh, important to, to fight for these things in the day and age we're living in, like you said, because, yeah. um, you know, our phones, I think the one, the biggest thing I do is I'm, I'm putting my phone away or, um, turn. you know, it's been on silent. My phone's been on silent for 18 years, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I have literally been learning about uh, how it's changing our brain, how it's changing our relationships to mm-hmm. be on our phone and uh, to, to put the phone away and know phones were made to make money off of advertising. Phones were not made to be pro-human. Mm-hmm. They weren't made for us to be uh, in closer relationship with each other. And so there's a scripture that says, don't look at worthless things. And I, I think when we're on our phones all the time, um, it's teaching us to go to our phone for answers instead of reaching out to community, reaching out to God, reaching out to whoever, you know. And so we, we have this breakdown of human relationship because of our phone. And so I've been learning to put my phone away. And for me, Tracy, it really helps to get in nature because I think that reminds me of how great our God is, you know, the the ultimate creator in our lives, Um that helps me more than anything, just sitting outside or in front of a window so I can see um, outside mm. or, you know, the beach or the mountains or anything like that. But yeah. on an everyday basis, yeah. just getting my phone, putting it away um, and, and realizing that that dopamine, that those, you know, images and ads and all that give you on the phone is not, 
your answer in life. It's not, in fact, you know, over time it creates this low level depression in your life. Studies have proved that this is the case. And so just getting away from digital media and getting quiet, um, Mm. getting alone for me. And, you know, that's a scary place because a lot of us are stuffing our emotions. We're, we're going about our day trying not to feel we're medicating in different ways, mm-hmm. whether that's through eating or exercise or our phones or, yeah. you know, whatever the case may be. And we're not sitting with our feelings. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've been trying to do lately is, is not go to something else mm. to, to get in the quiet, to not be afraid of quiet to get alone and sit with my feelings and identify them and say, what am I feeling right now? Yeah. And when I do recognize what I'm feeling, I take it to God. I don't go to Google to try to, you know, how to solve depression, how to solve anxiety, how, right. what's a good medicine for anxiety. I'm not going to those places. I'm going to the source. Man, that's good. That is so good. And Tasha, you've been you've been so vulnerable um, and transparent in sharing some of the struggles that you've had um, in the past mm-hmm. with with guarding your mental health. Um, even yeah. you know a season in your life where things felt so dark that you had contemplated taking your own life. And I, I just wonder uh, if now, look looking back on that season, if there's even like a fierce protective part of you that rises up to speak some of this this truth into this this generation that's coming up because you you're coming at it from someone who's been there who who knows yeah. what it's like to feel overwhelmed can you talk talk a little bit about how that experience transformed how you show up in the world today yeah absolutely i do feel that way. i do feel sort of a um, megaphone. (laughs) I want to just get on a megaphone and tell people, because I never thought I could feel free. I never thought I could get there. And I always, I thought I would always feel lonely or depressed or Mm. anxious or any of those things. And I feel so free now. I think everyone deserves to feel this way. Everyone deserves the freedom that the gospel offers. And, you know, I had had read scripture my whole life. I knew scripture. I'd been to seminary. I'd been a a pastor and still felt stuck. And it wasn't until I sort of dug deep and found out where that stuff started. And I let the Lord rip those roots out of those things and replace them with with truth. He Mm. planted the truth in me. And it it was different when it's different when, you know, someone tells you you're worthy, you're valuable to God. He loves you. It's different when he says it to you himself. And I think I needed to get to that place where I found out where it all started and I had to dig that stuff up. And then I had to get alone with God and hear what he had to say about it. And I have a process, um, that, God and my therapist took me through for that. And I wrote a book about it called Boundless. Mm. And then I kind of touch on it. I just released a book called Look What You've Done. And those two books kind of outline the process because I I realized I can't share this with every, every person. But if I write it down, maybe it'll get out there quicker. Um, wow. Because I, I just wanted people to know you can feel free. You don't have to live like this forever. There is a way out. 
My goodness. Um, Boundless and Look What You've Done. I didn't realize you had written two. This is so, I think it's generous and, and brave to share your story in hopes that God will use it to help somebody else. And I would even say yeah. it's also obedient too. You know, that God has put that on your heart to, you've got to share this with somebody because he doesn't waste any of those dark places that, that we've been. He, he won't waste it. He won't waste it. He doesn't, Tracy. And I, I feel like, you know, scripture says we overcome yeah. by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. If we're not being honest about we actually are and our testimonies, I don't think we're actually helping anybody because then people are going to feel just as alone because they're not going to know that someone else has walked there. Someone else has felt it and that they're, when they hear your story, they don't feel alone. They're like, oh, well, maybe, maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm not in this by myself. Right. And this idea that people have of us uh, where they might um, put you on a pedestal because you're on a stage, you know, and you performer, yeah. they put you on a, a pedestal and, and make all these assumptions about your life that you're somehow one of those people that just has it all together, you know, um, <laughs> Which is hilarious because I thought that about everyone else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. if people ever thought that about me, I think that would be so hilarious. <laughs> so, okay, let's let's get real here. In in what ways does being a performer make it um in what ways does that challenge you to be able to be your most authentic self? Because there was a part of what you do as a performer that is for public entertainment or consumption. Sure. But there's, there's this minister in you, Tasha, you're, you're a minister of the gospel, your daughter, of the King. How do you make the two of those tensions work in your life? You know, it's interesting you ask that because I, I actually don't feel that tension. I, I feel like I'm my truest self right now. And wow. I think earlier in life, um, I probably felt that tension on the daily, mm. not because of being a performer, but because I had built this false self around me mm -hmm. that I thought wouldn't be rejected. And even in social gatherings or Bible study groups or going to church or walking in the neighborhood and talking to people, I would feel exhausted because I felt like I had to put up this front of someone I thought they wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And now I don't feel that. And so I, who you see on the stage or the platform or whatever, like I don't feel any different than when I am in my kitchen by myself. Like I, I feel so free to be me because I know how God loves me. And I don't think I, I didn't know that earlier in life. I didn't, I knew it in my head, but I didn't feel it in my heart. And now that I feel it in my heart, I just, I feel so free every day. And not that I don't feel struggles, or mm -hmm. or have things I'm, I'm walking through challenges right now in life but I feel the same on the inside I, I feel like me I, and mm. it's so freeing and I, I want everyone to feel that I love that word free and I love how freely you use it I just lo I love it yeah. I love it and you do want that for for everyone that you love when you think about the world that your kids are growing up in right now now you're a mommy of two am I right I am three and five which means I haven't slept in six years <laughs> God bless you girl oh my gosh God bless you what is it taking our three-year-old to the toy store today because she <laughs> slept in her bed all night last night and so we're rewarding her and you know Ooh. 
I, I'm fully prepared for the judgment that could come from any listeners who disagree with my parenting style <laughs> right now. But, um, but we did tell her, if you sleep in your bed all night, we will go to the toy store tomorrow and you can pick out a toy. So um, anyway, it's a good start, guys. I mean, we got to do what we have to do. I think it's precious. I mean, listen, we <laughs> that this is how humans operate. We work well when we know that there's a reward. Yeah, exactly. And literally, this is the first night in her entire life that this, she uh, stayed in her bed. That's a so big deal. Amazing. That's a very big deal. It's, it's a, a milestone. Mankind. That's what it is. <laughs> so let's in the right direction. <laughs> let's say you wanted to reward yourself for something. Mm. What would you do to celebrate? What would you do to reward you? What would speak love to you? Oh, I would probably get a babysitter. This is going to sound really lame, but I think all the moms can relate. Uh-huh. I would get a babysitter and do whatever I wanted for the day, whether that's go to the grocery store and Target and roam every single aisle as long as I want <laughs> or go to get a massage or a pedicure or something like I would just like to choose what I get because uh, you know my my role as a mom as an artist author whatever like I everyone needs something from me all the time so I think if if I had a day where I could just do whatever I wanted yeah. on my terms my schedule oh my gosh <laughs> I'd be unstoppable for the rest of the year. <laughs> oh, just I, would, a, I would be so filled up from that. Oh, just a little bit of time that is not spoken for, by, that you can just do yeah. whatever you want, let it unfold. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I know you love being a mom, but it is completely consuming, especially when they're they're little like yours are. It's completely consuming. Oh, so yeah. for Mother's Day, would that be something that you might actually get? Might you have a yes, little window? I, you know, you know, Tracy, I could give you Keith's number and you could call him <laughs> and give him a heads up. Come on, Keith. Let him know. <laughs> Let him know what he needs to do. Keith, Keith, let's make it happen. Let's make it, you know, I'm sure he wants to come through for you like that. I'm sure that he does. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be singing on, on Mother's Day in Texas, but uh, maybe another day that week. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, fill in this blank for me, Tasha. Okay. Success to me is... Hmm. I know exactly what it is, but finding the right words for that Mm. um, Mm. isn't as easy. I I think it's success for me is knowing that my, that I'm keeping the main thing, the main thing, Um, Mm. that it's all about Jesus, all about serving and surrendering to him and knowing that I'm walking in that calling that he's giving me. And I think, you know, keeping the main thing is also keeping your priorities straight, that your marriage and your family and all that is your first ministry, and then everything else flows out of that. So I think as long as Jesus is number one, I think that's success. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, And how about this one? Something I will fight for is? Justice. I'm a huge justice person, and if I see an injustice, I'm going to... I'm going to go after it. Thank you for using your platform that way. You know, um, what I want my kids to know about love is. Mm, Maybe that it takes sacrifice. Love is sacrifice. Love is 
sacrificial. It's all the things that Corinthians says it is and patient and kind and all those things. And that, that takes you giving of yourself and getting, getting out of the way. It takes sacrifice. Here's the last one. When I look at the world, I have hope because... Mm. These are great questions. Oh, I'm <laughs> so glad. Um, I'm so glad you I like them. I think when I look at the world, I have hope because because God is, gosh, I could choose so many things that he is that would fit. <laughs> um, you can choose them all. <laughs> because, because God is himself. Like, he mm. is himself. He is good. He is strong. He is powerful. He is the ultimate creator. He he is sovereign. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. Like I, because God is who He is, I have hope for the world. I'm like cheering right now in my heart. Like that was amazing. <laughs> That's he's beautiful. So good. He's so good. He's, he's so, so good. good. He's got it. He's got the whole world in his hands. You know that old. I think it was like Tim Hughes or whatever. This worship project years. 20 years ago, probably, <laughs> he has a song called, you know, and it was a play off the old children's uh, song. He's got the whole world in his hands, but he really does. We look at the world and, and see all the evil right now. I mean, we just in Nashville experienced, you know, the school shooting that just happened. And it has touched so many of us because yeah. we're all connected to the school in some way. And so it's it's our whole city is grieving. Mm. But I look at this world and I see I see hope still, despite the evil, because God is so much greater than the evil. And he has a plan. He's got it. He's going he's gonna to swoop through this earth and spread revival and save, and yes. he's still that God. Yes, yes, he is still that God, and we got to tell people about him. <laughs> we got yeah. to do it. Um, Tasha, thank you. Thank you for just your your beautiful heart for Jesus, your authenticity. You're, you're just a breath of fresh air. And I love talking to you. And I'm, I'm very excited Aww. that you're going to be here in our town. Um, Martin's West on Tuesday, May the 2nd. It's the benefit for Metro Maryland Youth for Christ. It is a an amazing event. I've gotten to attend these events um, for many years in a row, and they are phenomenal um, to rally everybody together um, to be able to invest in the young people today and to put Christ front and center. Um, man, it's, it is a worthwhile event, a worthwhile cause. And I'm, I'm really grateful that you're lending your gifts to it. I'm so excited. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I know there's uh, a few weeks between now and then. I hope you get that little window of mom time. Um, (laughs) and, um, God, God bless you. T- Tasha, is there any new music on the horizon right now? Are you recording? There is. There is. We have a new single coming out soon uh, in a couple months, and then a new album is coming out too this year. So we're super excited. We're producing it right now, and um, as long as these allergies kind of calm down for my voice, <gasps> I'll record vocals for it. Oh, are you feeling <laughs> it too? Crazy right now for allergies, yeah. <sighs> Man, gosh, it is it is brutal here in Maryland with that as well. Um, what's the yeah. name of your new single? Oh, well, can't tell you yet. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't trying to scoop. Um, okay. We, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we, I think we know which one it is, but I also have to get some other people on board too before I, before I say it. So, um, 
So, yeah, I can't say just yet. See, that's so interesting. That's a part of the process that people probably don't know about. You you record yeah, a, a whole, whole team of people. A whole team of people <clears throat> will pick it. So you're recording a bunch of songs, and maybe mm-hmm. something's bubbling up in your heart, like, oh, I think that's the single. But you, you've got a team of people that are going to – is it like a vote, or how do you decide? Um, I mean, it's kind of – I mean, you have the label, you have management, you have a radio team. I mean, you have so many people who get to speak into it. And I think ultimately they would go with, if your label's supportive, they'll go with what the artist ultimately wants. But Mm -hmm. I do think that it's very important to all be on the same page because you all have to kind of fight for that once it's out and get around it and support it. And so I think it's important that everyone believes in the song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, your music, it, it thrills me that you've got more music coming out. We are such fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are I such fans. So, I'm so excited. I, I think it's it's time, and I'm excited to do, um, you know, when you tour, you have a, a particular set, and I think I'm excited uh, now that tour is over to do my own shows that are, um, that, you know, are a little bit more representative of kind of my music as a whole and so I'm really excited about that that's awesome what would be your dream duet anybody in the world anybody anybody oh that you could gosh. do a duet with I mean obviously Bono <laughs> come on were you like, gonna say that really because that yes, was I oh, love, oh yeah. he's my absolute favorite I was <laughs> yeah I love Bono on the secular side like Bono Chris Martin um from Coldplay I, I mean obviously those are amazing voices but I think on the Christian side, definitely Brandon Lake. I love his voice, and I—he's so anointed, and uh, I just think he's—he's just so great. And then, gosh, who else would be a dream? Oh, I mean, she's old school, but Yolanda Adams. Oh, I (laughs) love—I love her so much. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Do you do you ever keep in contact with Katy Perry? I do. She invited us out last year to her Vegas show, and we flew out and saw it and uh anytime she comes to nashville i i go see her so oh that's good because you guys sang together for a while right and we did four years (sighs) four years is a long time to live on a bus with somebody (laughs) (laughs) you get to know each other really well (laughs) you do you do well tasha god bless you thank you so much for your time and um gosh from your lips to god's ears but atasha and bono i am here for that duet i am here for it i love it i love it i'm here for it it to happen (laughs) love her thank you so much for listening to the podcast i hope you enjoyed this conversation with tasha layton as much as i did hey if you're enjoying the podcast would you share it with someone spread it around leave a review if you're able that helps other people to find it as well Your Day Brighter is produced by me, Tracy Tiernan, for Brighter Media Group. Our executive producer is John Lawhon. And special thanks to our amazing team, Todd Gaddy, Caroline Burke, Aaron Branham, and Jared Akehurst. You guys are the best. Thanks so much for listening. And you know what we say around here, our motto, tell somebody your story today. Or better yet, ask to hear theirs. Thanks for listening.